0: Welcome, one and all, to the Dive of the Dice podcast. Today we're doing something a little different. We're not going to be an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. It's going to be me, John. And me, Brent. Giving a little bit of a after-action report for San Diego RocketCon 2019, which we just went to this past weekend. Sure did why don't you go ahead and kind of give, like, a what, what is RocketCon overall? Like, you walked the floor, you got to see what all was going on there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's your classic uh toy, comic, you know, cosplay convention. It was a lot of fun. There were way more cosplayers there than I expected there to be. Me too, and some of them were actually really
0: good. Yeah, there was some, that Stormtrooper with, like, the mic in the headset. Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Move along. <laughs> yeah, but every time we said it, it would have, like, it would have the audio distortion from the microphone, and have oh, yeah. had, like, the little, like,
1: delay click afterwards. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. They also had a huge uh, Smash tournament. I didn't actually get to stick around and see who won. Did you see that on the second day?
0: I, I don't think it was like going on, on the second day, or if it was, it, I didn't see it because I was kind of running on the the bottom oh, floor. Oh right, yeah, I
1: was in that back room. So,
0: but we actually had a different place in the second day. We'll get we're oh, jumping really? ahead a little bit. Oh okay. Bit. Um, but yeah, Smash competitively is like so next level compared to what I'm on. Like, oh yeah. I want give me all the items. Let's play four players, three stocks. Let's let's go crazy here. <laughs> I'm so bad at that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, competitive smash. I mean, they might as well be playing a different game. As Pretty far as much.
1: I think they actually are. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, more power to them. It it looks like a very fun game. Just I'm not sure a, it is. It's just not a fun game I'm very good at. <laughs> so yeah, I want to say first off, thank you to uh, TC's Rockets in San Diego uh, for putting the con on and having us out there to play some Starfinder. Uh, we had a good time and really enjoyed the show overall. It was a it was a fun is a unique experience for me for the first of all cuz I've never run a con game before or even like D&D for strangers. Yeah, me either. I've always been fortunate enough to have a pretty core group of friends one way or another uh, that I've managed to segue with throughout my D&D career. So finding like a totally
1: fresh table and getting people to sit down was a a new experience for me. Likewise, yeah, I've always just played with friends. I don't I mean I think as close as I got to strangers, was like friends of friends that I just hadn't met yet, you know, mm-hmm. so that was kind of unique. It was it was fun. I had a, I had a good time with it. Well, aren't stra- all strangers just friends you haven't met yet, Brent? <laughs> sure, John.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this whole escapade started when because um, CC's Rockets is the card shop I frequent when I go to play Magic. Right. Uh, a little bit of background about me, D&D, Starfinder, Magic. It's all, I'm, it's all fair game. Nerd trifecta. Exactly. And, and I saw they were putting on this convention, and I thought, well, hey, this would be a great way to get a little bit of press for the podcast and have a good time for a weekend with fairly minimal, not minimal effort, but comparatively low effort put in. And boy, was I wrong about that. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, so I went to uh, Preston and Steve and uh, over at TC's. And kind of given the pitch for running the show. Um, Chase was also a fantastic coordinating and everything. Uh, the whole TC staff did a great job of making the show run. I didn't really think there were many problems at all uh, no, from what I saw. No,
1: pretty smooth as far as I could tell.
0: And I pitched kind of running a few tables of Starfinder. And they were on board. So we basically got a little bit of a billing on their website mm-hmm. talking about hey play Starfinder with the cast of die by the dice yeah you know partial cast unfortunately uh jessica and lisa had other obligations that
1: day so yeah was, unfortunately one of them was on their honeymoon yeah so. well
0: <laughs> unfortunately for us yeah i mean they had other things <laughs> but so it was just the boys out there mm-hmm. and the like i said the prep work was a bit more than i really expected yeah you put a lot into that actually i think it came out it paid off i definitely think what we did was We wanted to run a module, effectively, because my anticipation is that people who came out to a con to want to play RPGs
1: didn't want to play all day one RPG. The D&D table behind us might have been evidence to the contrary already.
0: They played, yeah, well, I didn't, one, I didn't know they were going to be there, but two, they played two full days of that same adventure. Oh my god, really? They came back the next day and were, like, spilling over to my table. They ended up moving further away because they wanted more space. Wow. Um...
1: Oh, tip of the hat to those guys. I (laughs) I don't have the attention span for that.
0: Those guys are absolute troopers, but we wanted to do a module, and part of the way I enjoy RPGs is the creative aspect. When I GM, I like to do my own thing. I don't really like to run modules or adventure paths, and nothing against them. They're fantastic, but it's not how I enjoy the
1: hobby. Yeah, this was actually the first time, barring that Tomb of Horrors game, that may or may not have been really... Did we post that? We never released it. Never I've released I've kind of
0: keeping it for rainy day, because unlike um, Women in Tabletop, where it sort of ended at a like an Act 1 closing, ours just stopped in the middle of a random hallway, yeah, so yeah. it didn't really have much closure there.
1: We'll have to finish that off sometime. But yeah, that that Tomb of Horrors game is the first time I ever played like an official module, and this is basically the second module ever I've ever done, so...
0: But I think the module came out well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually an in-canon spin spinoff, uh, kind of borrowing a little bit of page of Acquisitions Incorporated where it's a company and companies can grow and expand. Uh, the players play new hires, uh, hired by Gordian Solutions, to go and seek out a new facility that void Voidhammer has uh, squirreled away on some kind of backwater world out in the vast. So the they're hired by the stewards to go find out what's going on in there because tierna has been arrested for actions that basically happened off camera as the result of our heroes, the main Guardian Solutions crew, giving her that uh, necromantic artifact they found on their first mission. Uh Oh, you look at me
1: surprised. You didn't know about this? I thought I told you guys about this. No, I think I remembered you mentioning that. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, she made a zombie facility and things went bad, so she got arrested.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to stop and think about it. I was like, okay, that, that was a long time ago now, so... Anyway, um,
0: so we had a number of kind of, we had a bunch of box text written. We don't have too much of the like layout text there because we went over it in person with each other uh, a pretty fair bit. Kind of, so everyone was more or less on the same page
1: as far as how to run the adventure. Right. There was, I did have to go through those maps like a hundred times though because I think I redrew mine. At least twice because I missed one box somewhere. There was like some little detail I forgot. Still had like a couple of the side rooms clipped off the map accidentally. Oh, you just got to fudge that at that point, I think. Uh, That's what I did. Yeah, I just marked like bathroom here, like AC unit over here. But it ended up coming out really nicely, actually. I I have not cleaned off that mat because I still kind of want to use it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the adventure is... Fully fleshed out, we have a couple of NPCs, we have a couple, and they don't really have stats, but they're non-combatants, so um, a couple of NPCs, we got a couple uh, enemies, and I, I'm I'm trying to think how we could play it for, like, the listenership, um, which might be a little tricky because, you know, two-thirds of our, you know, half of our player base isn't, like, have, or
1: have not know how it goes. Yeah.
0: But maybe we can get a couple of guests who haven't played, maybe Jim and someone else,
1: Yeah, Jim could do it, like Cass hasn't played it, or like, uh, I know Andy played it, but was Stacy in that other group too?
0: Yeah, Andy and Stacy and Patrick um, both played on that one as guests on our, we did a practice game with our other D&D group to kind of go run through for it.
1: Yeah, I I can think of a couple more people that probably would be into it. Okay, so listeners, it may
0: be something that we end up recording as kind of a, like a little bonus episode or a filler uh, at some point for y'all. Uh, it actually only runs in about an hour and a half to two hours. Mostly we can pad it out a little bit longer or shrink it down a little shorter. One group blew through it in about an hour because oh, wow. they skipped like everything. <laughs> <laughs> and we can also post it somewhere at some point probably. So yeah. it'll basically be a print and play. Uh, have a few you...
1: uh, DLC characters in there because we botched a couple of the sheets before we actually had our, our game day.
0: Yeah, so... Um, and by we, I mean I... <laughs> Well, it was kind of a joint effort there. Uh, So time management has never been one of my strong suits. Mine either. And so we kept saying like, oh, we'll have plenty of time to get everything together. Um, And then suddenly it's Friday night and the con starts Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it took a little longer to
1: put everything in its place than we expected. So that you said you went to bed at like three or something, right? Yeah, I got to bed right around three. I just kept
0: seeing one other thing that I wanted to put in the put in place, and then you know add one more detail. But it, it paid off. Like things like the weapon, the weapons locker
1: was really good. Yeah, that was pretty rad. Actually, I had a lot of fun with that.
0: We had like this locker of way over leveled weapons for the players. They could find if they jump through the right hoops
1: i never did get to use that magma sword though i really wanted to
0: and we printed out little uh like cards effectively with a picture i found on google image search for filling in for those weapons so when they opened the weapons locker i just handed the cards out to the players and let them decide for themselves
1: who gets what yeah that was pretty fun so what happened when we first got there you mean once we got all the badges and all that figured out because you guys got there a little bit before i did yeah that went pretty fast though oh okay yeah um I mean, we got set up, uh, took us a little while. That's when we started drawing out that map. That took me about an hour to draw all that on there. Honestly, I'm, I'm not the best artist in the world, nor am I the quickest. So, But yeah, got all set up, got ready to go. Uh, met all the, the guys that, the, that were doing the D&D table behind us. and um, Took, what, maybe half an hour before we had our first group come through?
0: We had a few looky-loos come through. Yeah, And a lot of people were like, is this D&D? And we're like, hey, we're Starfinder. And you're, they're like... Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so where's D&D? And I'm like, it's over there. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. Um, I didn't realize that, like I said, I, I didn't realize their D&D was going to be all day. I'm like, hey, you know, have an adventure. Come over here, play some Starfinder, bounce around, try a new system.
1: Yeah, yeah not that's so that's what I was expecting, too. I was not expecting the all-day, everyday crowd. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, more power to them. Yeah, so uh, we were hanging out for like about a half an hour,
0: 45 minutes, and... I had anticipated this as like the nightmare scenario of nobody shows up to play Starfinder, and the fail case was not that bad because I get to hang out with two of my friends for eight hours, and then we grab some dinner and drinks afterwards. Yeah. Um. But fortunately, we had a couple people come through, and we're like, "Hey, you want to roll some dice with us? Play some Starfinder?" And they like, "I'm like, it only takes a couple hours, and all we need is bodies. We have dice. We have character sheets." Ready to go. Mm. So those people were Caleb and Michael. Uh, They were vendors. And I'm kicking myself now because I didn't get their company they were working with vending. But they were very nice to sit down and join us. Came all the way from Vegas, if I remember right. That's right. So if there's a toy shop in Vegas uh, and you're in Vegas and you want to buy some toys, find out where Caleb and Michael work. That's your homework for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) We don't really do calls to action on Dive of the Dice, but this call to action is, if you're in Vegas, go buy some toys from Caleb and Michael. So, Brent, why don't you tell us a little bit how that went down?
1: Well, it went pretty well, actually. So, Tom and I ended up joining in, because, you know, we were just kind of hanging around. Um, So... Caleb ended up picking up the mechanic that I, I personally handcrafted. I, I kind of did the, the road not traveled with Sparks and went for the drone mechanic on that one, which ended up, I, I actually had a lot of fun putting that together because I got to kind of explore more what that like version of the class does. You put the legwork on, on most of the characters, didn't you? Did you do all seven? Uh, Not all of them. Tom helped with a couple of them, and then I think I just kind of took it on myself to, to transfer them over. Um. Because I was more familiar with that like calculating sheet thing that I was using to build them off. Um, but yeah, it, it ended up working out that I, I think I did most of them. And then I think you and he collaborated more on like the box text and all that stuff, right?
0: Oh, I didn't touch the characters at all. And I did all the box text myself for the most part. The only time we really collaborated when was a couple weeks ago when you're over here and we were like, you were doing character creation and I was doing box
1: text and I kept bouncing ideas off you.
0: Like, is this too grisly?
1: Oh, right. Um, it was. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't that bad. But um, yeah, so I ended up doing a bunch of the characters, um, which uh, that's always been one of my favorite parts anyway, just going through and, and kind of exploring the the different abilities and all that stuff. So I had a great time with that uh, sheet mishaps aside. <laughs> um, so what happened with that? You said you, uh, you told me the story, but go ahead and tell. Oh, yeah. So I had like a Google Sheets, you know, auto calculator thing to kind of help me get through the, the creation process. And um, that all worked fine. For the most part, there were a couple of glitches on the sheet that I ended up fixing. But um, when I went to transfer them to the uh, PDF, I I got like a form fillable PDF from somewhere online. And uh, I swear I'm like technically, you know, capable and all of that. But when I went to save the sheets for whatever reason, it wasn't uh, saving the changes. So I made the first one. I think I made the mechanic first, actually, just because I wanted to start with something new. Uh, That one went okay. I made, I think, the Technomancer next. And then every sheet that I saved after that just saved the mechanic one over again with like a different file name. So it looked like, you know, oh, Kasatha Soldier, that one's done. Lashunta, whatever, you know, that one's done. Uh, and I only found out the next morning when I woke up and checked them, I had like a weird feeling that I needed to check them at about 5.45 when I woke up the next day for the day of the show. And I realized like, oh crap, um, of the seven characters, five of them are broken. The, they, they just disappeared so i still had the uh google sheets version so i all i had to do was transfer all the stats over but then we had talked about doing like the ability descriptions too so that pe- we didn't have to like flip through the book for everything you know so i ended up copying those over all of that morning i think i texted you at like eight thirty, and the show started at, we said we were going to be there at 9 and i was like yeah these are not done so <laughs> which actually worked out okay because
0: i had held off on printing those character sheets until that morning just in case there was any last-minute additions which was fortuitous because we ran out of ink about (laughs) (laughs) two-thirds of the way through printing these character sheets
1: yeah so like i said we'll have some uh dlc characters (laughs) when we when we release the thing later
0: all right so back to uh caleb and michael and their you said caleb picked up the mechanic
1: yeah caleb picked up the mechanic uh and then michael picked up the technomancer um i played the soldier because after watching uh, Kerr, you know Lisa just rip through guys with the the melee stuff. I was like, okay, I gotta give this a try, uh, and that was a absolute blast. Actually, I had a really good time with that. Yeah, you were like numero uno shredding those robots. I did not realize how much stronger that was going to be. Like, Sparks does not ever feel particularly like powerful in combat, but that's not really his thing. Like playing the character that's supposed to be the good fighter. Good God, that. That was good. That felt really fun. (laughs) She
0: doesn't have many skills, but put a foe in front of her and goodbye. One thing
1: really, really well. Um, And then Tom played the Envoy, which he said he had a lot of fun with, too, actually, Um, because that's kind of different from his, uh, you know, from Lycos. Yeah. So, yeah, he was saying after the game, I remember, like, oh, you know, I I actually kind of wish I had gone that route now. So that was was a lot of fun. Um, There was another little glitch with the Envoy that he picked up. Apparently I picked the uh, improvisation that modifies other improvisations but at the level we were playing they only had the one so it didn't really work the way i thought it did oops that but. could
0: be a fault of the system like they shouldn't have the ability to pick one that doesn't do anything right
1: else. yeah so the the one that i picked was the universal expression meaning that they um could ignore like language dependent requirements on their improvisations so in the module you know there there's a character that doesn't necessarily share a language with the with the players so i thought okay this will give them like a mechanic by which they can interact with this thing in a way that maybe they wouldn't normally be able to and that's kind of how we ended up playing it because that was the spirit of the thing but mechanically that's not how it should have worked at all
0: i think we might switch that up in sort of the release version
1: (laughs) yeah yeah this was this was the beta we found the bug (laughs) you know now we got to fix it but anyway long story short that was that was who we ended up picking um you know, we dropped into the module. Everything went well. Tom and I talked about it a little bit afterwards. Like, we were both kind of trying to let them, Caleb and Michael, lead because, you know, they were the ones kind of exploring the system. We're already familiar.
0: Yeah. Plus, um, you knew what was happening
1: like. Also that. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we dropped little hints here and there. I think we did a pretty good job of letting them kind of explore. Um, but, yeah, it seemed like everyone was having a really good time. If I remember right, uh, Caleb named the drone Sparky, right? And he was, like, hovering around and having yeah. a good time with it. When we got to... Well, I don't know how much of the module we want to explore, but. I think
0: we kind of drop hints here and there, but okay. leave it potentially for an actual release. That way people aren't... They, it's more of a fulfillment of the foreshadowing as right, opposed right. to... When they got to the climax, we can say.
1: Yes. Yeah. When they got to the climax, they they did not... Well, so there were a couple of different ways they could have gone with it. Um, I'm really glad that one played out the way it did because that was the one that I thought was the most interesting. I think so, too. Yeah. Without spoiling anything like you can basically um fight or not and they didn't and that was really interesting so yeah i, I had a great time with it it was fun playing with them it's it seemed like once they kind of got comfortable because I, if i remember right caleb had never played like a uh, pen and paper before yeah or, he like, said RPG. they never played rpgs yeah so that was he jumped right into it he actually ended up doing really really well with it so uh tip of that to you dude you killed it I think
0: also between his adventure and the one we had run as a test adventure with our other group, mm-hmm. the robot didn't hit a single shot.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. I remember I talked to Andy afterwards. He mentioned that he rolled. He said he like didn't roll above a six or something. No, the, whole the time. rolls
0: were just terrible for that little robot. Poor oh, man. Poor Sparky.
1: Yeah. We well, we had a whole what was no, it? Two it was, rounds that none of us hit anything.
0: Yeah. It was scrappy. That was it was scrappy. Oh, scrappy that's
1: right. It was. It was scrappy. But yeah, we, we had like two full rounds where all of us are just standing around this like security robot thing trying to take it out. And I remember you even said like, if this robot gets another attack, that's going to be really sad for you guys. And he totally did.
0: <laughs> it had like one hit point left. Yeah. He, also was... <laughs> he was breathe on this monster and it goes down.
1: Well, I tried to say like free action, just, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I had a blast with it. And it seemed like once everybody got settled into their characters, uh, you know, they all did too. So yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. So after that
0: first session, we kind of had a little bit of a downtime. We reset the board. Uh, we had a couple looky loos come through and just kind of like, "Hey, what's going on?" A Starfinder, cool. We'll swing back around. Um, and they did later on, but we were in the middle of our second group, yeah. and then the other two were at the lunch.
1: Yeah, we'd been sitting there for a while. Like I was starting to get kind of hangry, so we went across the street to go get some in and out or something. And that was, of course, right when they showed up. And if we had more kind of presence of mind, I would
0: have said like, "Put your name down on the sheet. Come back in an hour, or you know, whatever." And you can play, but unfortunately didn't end up working out for those guys. But we had another great crew that came through who basically made my con. I'll be totally honest with y'all. So this was like our session two came in and Brent and uh, Tom and I are just all sitting around. And they swing by and we're like, hey, you want to roll some dice with us? Introduce ourselves. And we kind of like, who wants to run uh, the game? And Tom and Brent are like, you can run. So I'm like, all right. So I sat back down in the GM chair and met with Draven and ren and matthew who all came in in cosplay like they were here to like oh yeah
1: hotline miami right yeah hotline miami
0: so they were in this awesome hotline miami uh, cosplay and they were walking around just kind of living up at the con and they managed to sort of find this little back room we're all tucked into (laughs) and roll some dice with us and did they even come in looking for that or was it just like oh what's back here i don't know i didn't
1: really ask them to be honest with you i'm just (laughs) like oh thank god here (laughs) (laughs) That <laughs> oh, it was funny. No, they seemed gay. They they actually were really fun. Uh and then this
0: guy Delton came in as well and he was also in costume. He had like some kind of like operator mercenary kind of yeah, outfit like, a going on.
1: plate carrier, backpack thing going on. I, I looked cool.
0: Yeah, a little squirt gun. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bright bright color firearms, like pastel firearms at that table. Yeah, yeah, they were huh? <laughs> and then this dude Ron came in as well and I th- he he was with uh Draven and Ren and Matthew and he didn't want to play; just wanted to kind of sit and watch. But I told them mm-hmm. like, "Hey, as long as you're sitting here, if you want to kind of pipe in, you got any suggestions for puzzles or interactions? You know, feel free to feel free to join."
1: Yeah, we had a couple of those,
0: and they were like right up from the get go. I knew this was gonna be a good party because they started filling out their character sheets, and they're like, "What, come, what kind of homeworlds are there? Give me some deities," and I'm like. Really, all I need is a name, but you go. Yeah, wow, let's yeah. do this.
1: I left that blank on all of the sheets on purpose in case anybody wanted to fill that stuff in, fully expecting nobody to even touch it. But mm-hmm. yeah, tip of the hat to them for uh, how many times have I done that today? <laughs> but yeah, they, they seemed really into it. It was it was pretty cool. So we're starting off, and then everyone's got their character
0: names, and their character names are great. So Draven was Euros Vagitha. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, Ren was Mure. Matthew was Evion, like the water which everyone was laughing at the whole time <laughs> that was pretty good and then uh, Delton was Necronoid 99
1: Necronoid 99 okay. yeah
0: he's like a, that's a great a Android name little 40k fan maybe uh, definitely <laughs> yeah so we're getting in there and they're like they're landing in the shuttle and doing the descriptions and then Draven starts in with this character voice and everyone loses their mind oh nice it was like okay. this kind of southern kind of Texas sort of a bit of a drawl to it
1: oh right uh, they were playing the soldier thing right yeah 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 nice.
0: And so they come in and they're like, "Hey, I got a bad feeling about this." And everyone's like, "Are we doing character voices?" "No, we're not doing character voices." "Oh my god, we gotta do character voices!" And then everyone does character voices, like, nice impromptu at this con, character voices, and it was fantastic. And they run, they ran like they skipped a lot of the of the adventure. Were they the speed run group? They were a little bit the speed run group, okay. but also did a few optional objectives, so they kind of like hit a little bit of both. Okay. And so that was actually. That was pretty fun with those folks. So that game wrapped up. Good time. High fives all around. And they take off. We kind of reset. It's finally time to have a burger because it's been sitting there for <laughs> like oh, <yeah>. 45 <laughs> minutes now that, since since uh, Brent and Tom got back. And then I walked the show floor a little bit. Uh, did anything else happen in the room? Like anyone else come looky-loo or anything like that?
1: Uh, there were a couple people that came in and out. Um, most of them, I think a couple of the kids that were playing the D&D group, like their parents were coming by. And they kind of like poked a head around i think one of them flipped through one of the books for a little bit but yeah it was, it was pretty quiet i thought for sure those parents were gonna play i thought they with. would yeah
0: like they were just hanging out outside it's like just be in the room roll some dice yeah. embarrass your kids a little bit that's cool <laughs> I'm i mean that's ba- what they're for i'm gonna <laughs> embarrass the hell out of my kids when i have some you bet
1: yeah i can see that happening
0: <laughs> so then you know we figure out what's like okay we have about two hours before the con ends the adventure takes about an hour We'll give one more hour for people to come in, and then we'll start to start packing up and you know take off a little early. And I come back from walking the floor, and Draven, Ren, Ron, and Matthew have come back, and they're hanging out at another table. And they're like, "Hey, we need a fourth for a little impromptu D and D game. Do you want to join?" And I turn to Tom and Brent because they've been basically like sitting around for the last few hours. <laughs> I'm like, "You guys want in?"
1: Tom's like, "Nah." And- well, we figured in case anybody else came, like we should probably you know. But, yeah, I mean, it looked like you guys were having a good time over there. Yeah, I had a
0: blast. Uh, again, character voices, like, all around. Draven was the uh, GM, and they said they had never Dungeon Mastered before, but I wouldn't have known by playing with them.
1: Yeah, I remember you saying that they were, like, a natural.
0: Yeah, it was great. Uh, character voices, uh, they had, like, a cool plot, some good descriptions. I was throwing them for a loop because I was using the crazy character glitch that we made up on Yeah, our yeah, you podcast. said you were
1: playing glitch. Nice and they
0: were like totally everyone was game for everything we're doing awesome Um, and yeah that was a blast so day one of the con we grossly overestimated the (laughs) demand for (laughs) firing on-demand starfinder games all day yeah oh well but i i don't call it a loss and in fact how, I mean, do you have a good time overall?
1: Yeah, I had a blast all day, actually. It was really fun. You know, there were a couple of times where I know like Tom and I broke off to walk around and check out the, the vendors and they had a bunch of cosplay uh, stuff going on. I kind of watched one of the Smash players for a while. Like, Actually, it was a really good match. I really wish I could remember the, the names of the players because they were they were really good. But yeah, it was really fun. You know, I, I think Tom went and bought a bunch of dice. I almost did the same thing because I have like a problem connect- collecting dice when I go to these things. So, But I held off this time um but yeah i had a great day so i was talking to the press
0: and one of the the organizers afterwards and he's like you come back tomorrow and i'm like i don't know things were kind of slow today mm-hmm. well i kind of see how i'm feeling tomorrow morning and
1: then i got a text later yeah <laughs> around
0: 10:30. even though i lost an hour i'm like maybe i'm a glutton for punishment but i'm gonna go back for day two yeah yeah how so was day two day two was a little different they didn't have us in the room again because okay. they only rented the room for one day because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't think there was going to be any D and D people. That's why when Preston said you come back tomorrow, I was like no, yeah, <laughs> because I did, thought they didn't you know have a space for us. Yeah, but, as
1: far as I knew, it was just supposed to be Saturday.
0: But they set up a spot on the convention floor for RPGs. Oh, cool! And uh, it was like in the second hall in the corner, mm-hmm. and. Originally, they're going to put us up on the stage where the Smash people are playing, but mm. I'm like, that might get a little loud, partly, and also if there's like foot traffic, maybe someone would come by and be like, "What's this all about?" It's like, "Hey, it's Starfinder. Sit down. Roll some dice with us." Uh, that didn't happen, as it turned out, for the most part. Okay. Um, there's a few people like, "Hey, what's this?" And I described it, and they're like, "Cool.
1: Bye. <laughs> Later."
0: <laughs> uh, a couple, uh, though, I did meet uh, one guy, Sergio, from the shop that I play games at. Uh, we'd play magic before, and he's there with his daughter, Lila. And I described what's going on. I'm like, "Do you guys want to?" play some games, roll some dice. It doesn't take that long. And it was Lila's first time playing RPGs. Oh, awesome. And she started off kind of shy, and it was really Sergio kind of like pushing her in there. Mm. But by halfway through, she was going through, and man, this girl was bloodthirsty. Oh, my (laughs) God. Isn't that how it
1: always goes? Like, as soon as you get that taste of power, like, boom, it's there. Well, and it's like,
0: you know, I don't want to, not to, you know, with all due respect, kids don't really have empathy yet, so... (laughs) Because it's kind of a learned thing, so they're like, "Well, these are just you know everything's make believe." so yeah. yeah. Straight go, go, to kill. murder <laughs> mode. <laughs> um, yeah. Sergio was playing the uh, soldier whose name was Syntax, which I thought was really cool. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Uh, and Lila's character was Bob, which is short for SpongeBob. Nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh What class did she? Uh, she taking? played technomancer. She was a technomancer. So okay. SpongeBob the technomancer.
0: I kind of learned my lesson a little bit with uh, the spells because mm-hmm. we didn't have those. Well enough explained right. on the sheet. yeah. So when we got in the fight, I said, okay, here's what you need do. You can shoot your laser gun. You can use a spell called magic missile where you shoot uh, bolts of light that never miss. Mm-hmm. Or you can shoot a cone of fire in front of you. And she rolled well with her first uh, overheat. Uh-oh. And she was like on board with overheat. Yeah, yeah. And then she got one of the weapons out of the weapons locker. Okay. And it was off to the races. Which um, one did she pick? She picked the disintegrator rifle. I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, and I was, because like... The game is kind of written as like a PG 13. A little bit of gore, a little bit of blood, uh, some descriptions that would probably be a little bit. So I had to tone a few of those down. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but a disintegrated rifle, no fuss, no must, no no mess for mom cleanup. Nope. Like that beam of light hits him and suddenly there's a pile of dust on the ground. She hit any 20s with it? She didn't, but she rolled an 18 because it deals a D20 <laughs> of damage. Yeah. So eighteen's still pretty good on a single damage die. She,
1: yeah, not bad. <laughs> i forget did we give it a bonus too or was it just the flat die it was just the flat die okay. i mean
0: i meant to but the it didn't
1: print out and then oh, i was the out D20 of 20 wasn't enough for it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe roll a one just disintegrate their pinky toe yeah there you go i was meaning to trim that nail anyway
0: <laughs> so i'm kind of i finished that game and i'm hanging out and then who should i see roll by against all odds but draven Ren, matthew and ron again back for day two back huh? for day two and they're like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, well, I'm sort of finished up this game. Oh, and my friend Scott came down as well. I almost forgot to talk about Scott. Oh, yeah. Came through and because he asked yesterday, I was trying to hit up because we were desperate for players on day one. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't want to just be sitting there all day.
1: Yeah, pretty much everybody we knew.
0: So I was texting friends like, hey, I'm at RocketCon. Come by and play games. And everyone's like, can't make it. Sorry. No can do. But Scott, he's like, well, if you're there tomorrow, let me know. And I had him like, hey, change of plans. Come on down. So he rolled in. And I saw the that lot, and I'm like, "Hey, well, hey, how about this? We can do something off the cuff if you want to kind of to be do a continuation. We'll pick up where we left off, or do something fresh." And they're like, "Oh, let's let's continue." So Matthew and Ren reprised their roles as Evian and Mure, and Draven and Ron picked up some new characters. Uh, we sort of wrote out the ones that who didn't make it back for day two, and then brought in some fresh ones. Nice. Draven swapped to a Vesk soldier um, oh, okay. named Gwen Forrest, but goes by Brand. Interesting. Then Ron was Ilya, who turned out to be uh, Ren's brother. Oh, cool! And Scott played Sven, mechanic. Uh, <laughs> basically, like if if the Swedish chef was also a Starfinder mechanic.
1: Well uh, done, Scott. Well done. I liked. That.
0: <laughs> Scott loves like gimmick characters, and I do too. This like, was it's one fun. Of, well, <laughs> he's was like lamenting. He's like, I wish my character was smarter. I'm like, you've got 16 intelligence. You're the smartest person on the team. Yeah, and he's like. I wish I was playing him smarter.
1: <laughs> I'm like, An important distinction.
0: <laughs> I'm like, but that's you. You're making this call.
1: As someone who's played like 20 intelligence people and done some really dumb stuff.
0: <laughs> but the To Be Continued was cool. There was like some, some gang intrigue going on. They got to go down to the
1: spike. Oh, yeah. You um, said you had a little bit of a guest star, right?
0: Yeah. So in the main adventure, um, I've taken a few friends and have them like create NPCs. And one of them was... Uh, nero volatis who is the leader of the downside kings in our starfinder universe and that character is based on one of preston's characters one of the organizers for the event so i'm we're in nero volatis office and who should walk by but preston telling us they're going to dim the lights in the hall which is like actually perfect for the ambiance of the spike <laughs> but i'm like preston preston come over here real quick do, do give me like a minute and give him like the outro as nero Volatis. and he kind of like sits down there's all this pop and circumstance he turns his hat around and then he <laughs> he does his nero Volatis voice and it's very good <laughs> and i'm like oh perfect thanks dude uh, that's pretty good so yeah we basically i closed out the day with those folks um playing games through the a lot of it and then wrapped up and had like the tail end of my saturday uh sunday to go see a movie and
1: Finally catch your breath. <laughs> nice. What movie did you go see? Captain Marvel. Oh, of course. Yeah. Tom I will, and I saw it on Friday night, so.
0: We'll talk after. I don't want to just turn yeah, this into yeah. John and Brett <laughs> wax, wax poetic about Captain Marvel. But So yeah, I want to just give a big thank you on Mike to everyone who came out and played with us or hung out, but especially to uh, Draven and Matthew and Ren and Ron for really making my con. You guys were like con angels sent down from heaven to <laughs> save me from a purgatory of twiddling my thumbs for
1: <laughs> eight hours yeah we had a lot of fun with everybody that came out so thank you everyone
0: and we're definitely going to collaborate with those folks again uh, we're going to have them on back for i've already been talking to them about getting on for it builds character mm, perfect. and i wanted to go ahead and give a little plug for these folks because they were just the superheroes of this superhero con uh draven and they asked me to plug some of their Instagrams, which I'm happy to do. Uh, Draven's is at Draverosa, D-R-A-V-R-O-S-A. And there's a bunch of cosplay, cosplay pictures on there from them. Matthew also has Matthew also has a bunch of cosplay on his Instagram at tinynoodle.cosplay on Instagram. And then last but certainly not least in this list is Ren. Their Instagram is at youralienprince. And they've got some pretty awesome pictures and a lot of fun playing with those folks. And they seem like they're having a lot of fun in their cosplay photos. So please go ahead and check those folks out. you would be doing me a favor by helping out my brand new friends from this con. I'm following all of you guys right
1: now. Ooh,
0: good on it. Speaking of following, if you want to follow us, you can follow us at of the Dice. We're not on Instagram, but we are on Twitter. And if you want to email us in anything longer form, dive the dice at gmail.com is the place to do that and if you like what you're listening to and want to hear more of it, this is kind of a bit of an odd duck for our uploads, but shoot us a like or a subscription or a comment on iTunes or anything. Those really help out. Uh, like I said, we don't do many calls to action. So I appreciate if you help us out,
1: uh, any last words about RocketCon, Brent, uh, just thanks to everybody that got all that organized. You know, I had a great time and, um, see you guys next year. Yeah. Sounds great. We'll see you in 2020. Bye-bye.